Many years ago, I was taught to limit sermons to one point. Anything beyond that is not memorable, the teacher said, and sometimes even one point isn't memorable. And so, almost as long as I have preached, I have tried to limit my sermons to one point, until today. The Jeremiah text just, the Jeremiah text lends itself to multiple points and something else I don't usually use in sermons, a title. How to spot a false prophet. But a little background before we get to the points. Chapter 28 of the book of the prophet Jeremiah opens like a court scene. Two prophets are on trial before the court of public opinion. There is Hananiah on one side and Jeremiah on the other. In verse 2, Hananiah makes a pronouncement that gladdens the heart of his audience. See, Hananiah's pronouncement takes place when Judah, the nation to which Jeremiah and his audience belong, is in a particularly vulnerable place. Babylon, a dominant empire, had attacked and occupied Judah and sent its citizens into exile. And Hananiah, in verse 2, begins his false prophecy. And if you have a Bible at home, turn to Jeremiah 28 in your Bible, because today's text only covers Jeremiah 28, verses 4 through 9. So for right now, we're looking at verses 1 through 3. And this brings us to our first point in spotting a false prophet. Point one. False prophets sound like actual prophets. Notice that Hananiah sounds just like every other prophet in the Hebrew Bible. He begins his prophetic pronouncement by saying, thus says the Lord. See, he sounds just like Jeremiah, who uses that phrase over and over again throughout this book. From his first word, Hananiah is almost indiscernible from Jeremiah. This is sneaky, artful. You've probably been in situations like that before. You wake up in the fog of the early morning, pre-coffee, and you get an email. Good morning, the sender says. This is Susan. How have you been? And you remember, yes, Susan, we used to have lunch every Tuesday before the pandemic. She's so sweet to email me this morning. And the email goes on. I need a favor. Can you help me? I'm in dire straits and need you to send me $1,000. All I need is your social security number and checking account information. Wait, you think. This sounds like Susan, but it doesn't at the same time. So you check the sender's email and you realize it isn't Susan after all. It is an email scammer. At first glance, Hananiah looks like a prophet. Hananiah sounds like Susan. At first sniff, Hananiah smells like a prophet. And at first word, Hananiah sounds like a prophet. At first glance, Hananiah looks like a prophet. But when the surface is scratched, Hananiah passes none of those tests because of our next point, point two. 
False prophets are date specific. It is often said in scholarly circles that prophets are not fortune tellers. My friend, Minister Candace Yonina Simpson, says that the prophets are so in touch with the present that they appear to predict the future. But this is different from fortune telling. Hananiah is a fortune teller here. Verse three, Hananiah puts a date on Judah's good fortune returning. Quote, in another two years, God will bring back to this place all the vessels of the house of the Lord that the king of Babylon took from it. And all the exiles of Judah who came to Babylon, I will bring back to this place. Imagine being in Hananiah's audience and hearing this for the first time. Your family has been ripped apart due to Babylonian conquest and captivity, and he is planning in your heart a glimmer of hope about them returning home. You will hold on to any good news you can get. Instead of openly castigating Hananiah's date-specific two-years prophecy, the prophet Jer Jeremiah contrasts it. In verse 6, he says this, Amen. May the Lord fulfill the words that you have prophesied and bring back to this place from Babylon the vessels of the house of the Lord and all the exiles. Jeremiah mirrors Hananiah's prophecy, but drops the date from it. This hits particularly close to home, doesn't it? The easy way to navigate these times in which we live is to be date-driven and date-specific. The easy thing to say is everything will return to normal on Monday, October 5th at 10 a.m. Mountain Time. The easy thing to say is the coronavirus will go away without a vaccine. It'll just go away. We've heard that in the news. The easy route is the route of the false prophet, preying on a population looking for any semblance of normalcy, of a return to things as they were before the pandemic. The easy thing is to dole out promises based neither in science, data, nor facts. Just the empty voicing of words that mean nothing. Oh yes, Hananiah seems to say, they'll be okay with any old date. Yeah, two years. That sounds right to say. This kind of reckless leadership must frustrate those prophets who are themselves driven by science, facts, and data. This brings us to our final point in how to spot a false prophet. False prophets are optimistic, while true prophets are hopeful. Notice that Hananiah's pronouncements are brimming with optimism. The things his audience wants to hear instead of those things that will be most helpful to them. In a theological context, optimism says things will be okay. 
while hope says, I will be okay. Optimism says, things will be okay. Hope says, I will be okay. Optimism is tied to circumstances while hope is tied to my and your inner landscape of trust in God's love and faithfulness. Hananiah's optimism gives his audience a false hope, a devastation that will push them even deeper into their reality of exile. In times of intense feelings, intense external circumstances, intense part partisanship, and intense civic unrest, the last thing one needs to hear is a promise meant to temporarily assuage despair. Optimism provides momentary euphoria, but it is no match to the long-term joy that sustained, deeply rooted hope brings. And this is where this portion of scripture leaves us today, with hope. That when prophets like Jeremiah, prophets interested in substance over sneakiness, data over dates, and hope over optimism, when those prophets speak peace over our lives and society, they are speaking from deep wells of wisdom. They can be trusted. And those prophets are on our streets, in our classrooms, at home with us, creating art and joy and hope and love at every turn. And we thank God for them. Oh, we thank God. Amen.